Hey guys, um, I'm really hungover, so I'm learning about different countries in our world, and I've learned about three places in the world so far, and I'm going to share some facts about what I've learned, because it's really interesting, and I just think <laughs> it's going to be really random. And, like, this is not going to be thought-provoking at all. It's just interesting. And I'm going to share the knowledge. Because some of the things I found out are so interesting to me. Um, <laughs> I have no idea if this podcast is going to do well, but oh well. So, the first... Also, I'm just going to explain, like, how this happened. So, I was learning about astrocartology. Astrocartography, one of the two. Basically, like, it's like astrology, but it gives you, like, a map version it puts different things on a map I don't know anyway so I started looking at the map like on on like google maps and then I accidentally clicked on somewhere um and I was like oh I had no idea that that was there it was south sardinia if if you wanted to know where um and I started thinking like that's there and that's close to there but then that's over there and then like you know when like you learn some roads and you you're like looking at roads and you're like oh shit that road is like right by that road and then that road leads to that road and it all kind of starts to like add up in your head it was the same thing as happening to me with South Sardinia I was like no way is that like just above Tunisia but then it's also below Italy and like I don't know it just made sense to me and and then I was like, I wonder what else there is in the world that is sort of near somewhere else. <laughs> um, so I, what I did was I like swiped my phone. So the map was like, I don't know. I, mean, I kind of imagined it like I was like spinning a globe. Imagine spinning a globe and then just putting your finger on the globe. So I'm really tired. And so I did that. And then, also, still don't have a microphone, so don't know what the quality is going to be like. Apologies. Um, so I did that, and I landed on this place. I can't pronounce it. Something islands in kind of take Madagascar and Antarctica. I think it's Antarctica, the one at the bottom, not the one at the top. I forget. I'm sorry. Um, it's kind of like, it's closer to Antarctica, but it's kind of like in the middle of them both. So it's in the Indian Ocean. And I really, I feel like I need to find out what it's called. Hold on. Oh, it's called, <laughs> it's French, so my pronunciation is going to be really bad. Lac Marville. That's probably not how you pronounce it. And also, I don't speak any French at all. So... I don't know how you pronounce it or anything, but the pictures are beautiful because obviously it's like surrounded by ocean. It's also known as the Desolate Islands because apparently it's like super uninhabitable. And I found out that only a small group of researchers live there and it's like a French-owned island, which makes no sense because it's literally on the other side of the world to France. Um, and I found out that... So you can you can go there but they so there's four trips a year where they take like eight to twelve people to the island 
and it costs nine grand and you have to go on a boat and it's apparently really treacherous because it's like not by anything either like it's not near anything it's not like there's no airport there's nothing like there's nothing there it's completely like uninhabited and but they have elephants and they have seals and they have like all these cool different animals um but it's like super cold it's like highs of 10 degrees that's like their max temperature and it's like apparently really windy like really really windy and I don't know I just thought that was cool like <laughs> I don't know something about places that are uninhabited by humans are so interesting to me because I just think like yeah you you stay that way I don't know I hate hum. I love humans but I hate what we've done with the earth and it's just nice to see that there's I mean there's humans there but they're testing for things I don't know what they're doing but yeah and the fact that it's nine grand to go to this place it's like you're not gonna go unless you're super super duper rich because I don't have nine grand lying around um and it's nine grand I think from the closest place so you'd have to get to like either Madagascar or Antarctica first which would well I guess if you're based in either of those places anyway I guess it would be doable but for us in the UK I say the UK most of my listeners are from America so don't know about that apparently guys for anyone listening who's from my area I'm popping off in Chicago right now for what reason I actually have no idea but hello to Chicago um but yeah I don't know I thought that was really interesting because like you can't get there like it's literally referred to as the lonely islands like I thought that was so interesting anyway so after I stopped researching that because there wasn't actually that much to research about that place because there's literally nothing like no one goes there so there's nothing to report but the the sea is beautiful there like if you google it um the 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 lake the lack lac i don't know if that means lake i'm just pretending it does maybe it doesn't um it's so pretty so it's like it's amazing but okay after i did that i did it again i did the swipey thing again and i um landed on lake superior in like the border of canada and america and i didn't know how important this lake was like this is an important lake i don't know like i don't really know much about like open water lakes or something apparently they're kind of a big deal but this lake holds 10% of Earth's fresh water in this one lake. It's also the biggest lake in the world. And it's like, I guess because it obviously is bordering two countries. Like, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. I don't know how big, but it's, it's like, fucking big, okay? And it's, like, so big that from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, the sun sets, like, half an hour later because of how far, like, apart it is. And it also said that, like, a lot of people have died in the lake, especially in, like, the olden days. There was, like, a lot of shipwrecks. And apparently there's, like, over 10,000 dead bodies in the lake. But apparently one thing is that, um, it like, because I think... It's probably because it's so deep, but because it's so deep, like, people just don't resurface. The way it was written on the website was, like, she keeps her bodies or something. They referred to the lake as a she. 
I think that's a thing that people do, but they were like, they were like, it's a known thing that like, if you drown, you're not coming back up. Like she keeps her bodies. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. It's got its own tide. I don't know if that means it's like treacherous because I think it's like a popular swimming spot for a lot of people. But um, I do think that it's interesting that it's like, got a tide I don't know why the fact that it has a tide interested me so much but that really like I was like hmm maybe it's because I'm used to like Clevedon Marine Lake or something that's just like a body of dirty water but it's like got its own tide and it's like apparently one of the cleanest lakes in the world like it's super clear and um it's like it's like um apparently the the you can see down, like, because I think it said online that it's, like, um, the average depth is, like, 150 metres, and in the deepest point, it goes down to, like, 400 metres deep, but apparently you can see down, like, 30 metres deep, which is kind of far, like, if you think about it, it's really fucking far, um, to be able to see in a lake. I don't know, like, anyone who's been to Cleveland Marine Lake will know what I mean when I say, <laughs> you can't see down. It's not clean like that. So, yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. Like, I was on this, like, fact website about it. Oh, this is another fun fact for you about Lake Superior. If you took all the water out of the lake, you could cover North and South America with a foot of water. So, effectively, you could drown the whole of North and South America with Lake Superior. That... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my pun. But that is superior. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I haven't been home over in so long. But this is a... I think this is a good way to deal with it. Um... What else did I learn? I think... I don't really think I learned much more about Lake Superior. But... What I did learn about... Was Gabon. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Gabon, Gabon. I feel like Gabon probably sounds better. So I did it again, spun the map, and I landed on Gabon in Africa, which is right on the equator. And let me tell you, I fell on a rabbit hole with this country. I don't know what it was about this specific country. This country pulled me in. I'd actually never heard of it before. Like, there were so many places I was like, I've never heard of that country before. So... The first thing I did was just, like, looking at the pictures, and it's coastal. It's, like, right on the equator. It's coastal, and it's super, like, super rainforesty. I think, like, four-fifths of the country are, like, thick, dense rainforest. And then the capital city, which is called, like, Laviel, or... I'm not... I don't know. I don't know anything. I can't pronounce things. It's also, like, French, kind of... inspired because of the slave trade, which I'll get onto in a sec. But um, it's all kind of Frenchy sounding. So I and I don't speak French. Um, and so the, it's like, sorry, I just had a bit of my bank. So their main, like, capital city is right on the coast. And they're, like, all the people that don't live in, like, that live in, like, the urban areas live by the coast because obviously it's more habitable for that lifestyle to be on the coast their national sport is 
football. I also learned that in 2012 at the London Olympics, they won their first gold medal for taekwondo. Which, Rowan, if you're listening, taekwondo. Um, sorry, my friend Rowan is really good at taekwondo. So I thought I'd include that for her. Um, and... They, yeah, so apparently it took them ages to, like, get recognised to be able to go to the Olympics. And they didn't get recognised until, like, the 80s. Um, and they got to the, go to their first Olympics. And now they've got an Olympics team and have a medal. I don't know if they have any more medals. It just said about the one. But, um, they, yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, super interesting. And, like, um, obviously because it's... Do you know one thing that I thought was really interesting? And I, th- I think I was just being dumb. Right, but I was looking on the map and I was looking at Africa and I noticed that the equator, the strip in the equator was super green, not dry. Like the dry deserty bit is more up north, like sort of just below. I'm from, I'm from Tunisia, so as uh, that's right at the top, like right very, very peak. And right below sort of end of Tunisia is where it starts getting deserty and then there's like a band of like deserty like if you look on the map you'll see what I mean and then below that it gets super green and then it kind of does the same thing like on the bottom I don't know it's kind of hard to explain and I might be getting it wrong because I'm just going off the image in my head which could be a lie um but yeah anyway so I, I was like oh I always thought that because it was so hot it was dry on the equator line not above the equator line and then I started learning, and I don't know if this is, like, representative for the whole of the countries across Africa on the equator line, but, and I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to butcher the name of it. Oh, dear, I've forgotten. So, they have the highest concentration of, oh, hold on, I don't know if this is going to keep recording if I go off, I'm just try it. Is he still recording? Oh, it is, okay, amazing, I'm going to have to Google it because I've forgotten. They have the highest concentration of... Oh, dear. It's like, I know how to say it, but I don't. Um, manganese. What is manganese, you might be asking. So it's basically um, a mineral that is super, like, concentrated at the Earth's crust. It's, like, part of the... I don't know if it's, like, part of the Earth's crust or it comes from the Earth's crust or whatever. Anyway, um, this country basically produces the most of it ever in the world. They have so much of it. And so I was looking up what this manganese... I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, so do apologise. I've learnt a lot of big words today. I was looking up what they... Like, what it does. And it was saying that it's super, super essential for plant growth and, like, wildlife and agriculture and everything like that and then I thought if this runs across the whole equator line that would make sense as to why it's so green if there's this huge production of this mineral that is super integral for plants to grow and for nature and it's obviously it's hot which means that you know plants can like photosynthesize quicker and they can grow quicker and there's more light and there's more sun and I also because it's a rainforest, I assume it does rain, which means it. I've, like, solved the riddle in my head of... Because I've always thought that it was dry and it was, like, barren... Not barren, but, like, 
you know, like deserty environments. But that's not there on the equator because they have this rich mineral production along with rain, obviously, from the rainforest. Not from the rainforest, but you know what I mean. There's rain. And the sun, it's the perfect environment for, like, nature to thrive. Oh, my God. Sorry. You know when you hear a noise come from your house and it kind of sounds like someone's breaking in? Anyway. Um, so... I just thought that was so interesting. And to me, I think I'm... Pro- I probably sound like such an idiot. I probably sound, like, really, really, like... What's the word? Ignorant right now. But better late than never to learn. Um, and, yeah, so I've taught myself all about that. And the fact that this huge mineral production... Because I always remember, like... I, I feel like there's this weird stereotype that, like, Africa's poor... And I feel like what a lot of people don't quite clock is that Africa is, like, the richest country in the world in terms of minerals and, like, what the earth has given us, like, gold and whatever. Like, all of these these things, they come from there. Oil, whatever. I don't actually know if oil comes from Africa. I could be wrong. But I just know that Africa has a lot of everything. And that's why we... I say we, England, France, I don't know who like colonised, we colonised mostly, but we just took it all, so that's why they're like suffering, I don't know if they're suffering as bad now, but that's why we have this perception, because we basically robbed them all, and we're like, you can deal with that now, you can suffer for that, and like, you can be whatever, like, I don't know, I feel like we also see different ways of living as not right or it doesn't mean you're like living the best life if you're not like capital capitalized if you're not living in a capitalist society it, you're not living properly is kind of how it's like a eurocentric view but i do feel like that narrative of africa being poor is like super wrong and also the fact of any poverty in Africa, Loki, is largely our fault. Just wanted to point that one out there, because especially because like researching about this mineral that I'm not going to pronounce again because I'm going to butcher it, like it just made so much sense to me. Because, well, of what I've just explained. But anyway, I just thought that was super duper interesting. Anyway, and then I started learning about the tribes, and there's loads of tribes. And apparently they've got, like, ten different languages. And half of the languages aren't even written. Like, they don't have, like, a way to write it. They just speak it. And so I started learning about, like, the main tribe, which is called Fang. Like, like, Fang, in your teeth, Fang. And I thought that was such a hard name for a tribe. And they kind of spread all the way through the rainforest but up into like Cameroon as well because I think that's a bordering country it must be but I don't know I didn't look into Cameroon too much but yeah they live in like rainforest clearings and they live like tribal life and I was so I was like doing my research on them and basically they live like basically outside the only time they go inside this they have like huts obviously but that's like either if it's raining or just to sleep like they really don't use them as a, as the way we we have like a house 
or I was gonna say a car, but a car's not really the same. I just view my car as my house. But they don't have inside spaces. I don't know if it's to do with the heat or what, but they like do everything outside and they just use them to sleep, which I thought was really interesting. And I don't know, the thing about the languages was super interesting to me, like the fact that their languages aren't written, they just speak it. But like there was all these different dialects, obviously there's different tribes, but um, this is the biggest tribe. And I think the dialect of this, this tribe changes. It's like kind of like accents, but it's like, I think it's different to that. I don't know, I'm not a speech therapist. But I also read that um, I think someone like tried to colonize them or something like maybe to do with the slave trade like it was saying a bit about the slave trade and then how back in like like 17 1800s obviously because of where they are they were sort of in that slave trade triangle and it said that they have like this super fierce reputation and are like known for cannibalism and they use cannibalism as a way to like deter people because you're not going to want to go there are you if you think you're going to be eaten and I thought that was really cool of them because one like leave them the fuck alone so you know when people go to like tribes and they're like trying to like take videos and it's like just leave them alone like they're they've been chilling they're gonna stay chilling we're the ones that aren't chilling you know anyway so I don't know, regardless of whether or not they actually did used to eat people or whatever their history was with their fighting, it just said that they were, like, super cool warriors. I feel like I should, like, link my references, but I don't have them anymore. So sorry about that. But, yeah, it just said they were, like, fierce warriors with, like, a known reputation, um, and it's helped them get to, like, the size they are now because they're, they're the biggest tribe. I think it said they, they make up 30% of the country's population but that's it that's all i've learned so far i might le- i might learn some more or i'm gonna carry on watching harry potter i don't know we'll see happy sunday love you guys bye